0: This is James from the Jim Polycast. On this episode, I'm going to talk about the migrant crisis and what the U.S. can do to solve it. Now, I want to clarify, I call it a crisis because I really don't have any other term for it, but it is really a a bad thing that's going on at our border, and I think the cause of it is something that the U.S. can do ample about, actually. Um, Our country has a drug problem, and it's had a drug problem for a long time. The major concern about our drug problem now is it fuels the narco-drug cartels in Central and South America. These drug cartels are immensely powerful in these countries, and they're actually more powerful than the governments oftentimes. What happens when the cartels are more powerful than the governments, uh, the governments can't protect the people from these cartels. And the cartels are very, very brutal towards the citizens of these countries. So that's why they flee. That's why they come here. The U.S. ends this by ending the war on drugs and legalizing cannabis. Uh, If we decriminalize drugs and we increase drug treatment, I think we uh, then uh, increase the amount of people who are productive in our country, therefore lowering usage overall. If we lower usage of drugs, uh, we lower revenue for these cartels. Lower revenue means less influence. Less influence means they're not as powerful as these governments, and maybe the governments have a shot at protecting their people again. And when the governments can protect their people, they don't flee and come to the United States. So, ending the war on drugs, lowering the influence. Also, we can legalize cannabis. Uh, Legalizing cannabis is a no-brainer. We need to do it anyways. Uh, But there's an added bonus for legalizing cannabis and that's taking billions of dollars in revenue away from the drug cartels that are sending these migrants to our borders. So uh, tons of upsides for doing both the um, uh, legalizing of cannabis and for ending the war on drugs. We also need uh, good foreign policy in the region where we're doing things to empower the governments to take stands against these cartels. So it's twofold, uh, ending the war on drugs and um, comprehensive foreign policy in the region. And it can't be gunboat diplomacy. We have to go in there and give good aid. Sometimes if it's military, so be it. Uh, But it doesn't necessarily mean that we act on it first. We need to allow these governments to be self-sufficient so, we don't get stuck there. Um, so, you don't want to go into these Central American countries and try to fight these cartels when you haven't done anything about US drug demand because it could potentially trap us in the region. So, it's definitely twofold, and you have to do both of them. It's very important that these two policies work together. And they have a similar timeline. So there is a, you know, a consolidated effort in ending the migrant crisis once and for all by actually treating the problem, the cause of the problem, as opposed to treating the symptoms of the problem. Uh, and so far, most of the border policy from the previous administrations just seek to treat, the symptoms of the problem and not the cause um treating the cause while i make it seem rather simple is a lot more complex than that there's a lot that goes into making the rehab programs there's a lot that goes into legalizing cannabis Um, and i'm going to kind of get into a little bit of those things so, this is gonna be kind of a longer podcast than usual., uh, but I'm gonna kind of give my opinion on where both the drug treatment should go and the cannabis policy should go. Drug treatment needs to be um, science driven and non-religious. It's important that we tie rehabilitation to science, so, There isn't a possibility of someone um, doing a relapse or having a relapse uh, because they have a crisis of faith. Um, faith Faith-based rehabilitation is successful, um, and if someone chooses to seek that, there should be options for it. However, if it's going to be state-funded, it should be non-denominational. And it needs to be science-driven. There needs to be plenty of resources thrown at it so it's effective. We want people rehabilitated and drug-free so they are uh, re-entering our society uh, with the possibility of being productive. If we continue this cycle that we are in now... Um, we undermine the productivity of people that we're supposedly rehabbing. Uh, Saddling them with felonies prevents them from seeking jobs and job fulfillment. Uh, In a lot of cases, it can harm their revenue, and it can put them into depressions, which then leads to drug use. I mean, it's pretty obvious, right? So when they go back into drug use, they get caught, and it's just this vicious cycle. Once we end that Um, We make things so much better for not just the people who are using, but we make it better for our country overall. And right away, the, the usage in this country goes down and the influence and revenue of the cartels goes down with it. It's very important that we focus on rehabilitation and not punishment. The next part I'm going to go into um, is cannabis and cannabis legalization. Uh, Cannabis is a huge revenue for the uh, narco drug cartels. And legalizing it in the United States will take billions away in revenue, if not hundreds of millions for sure. This is a big blow to those cartels. On top of that, it also gives the U.S. tons of job growth potential. I mean, there's just crazy amount of jobs that are created from cannabis, and they are varied jobs as well. So it's a, it's a good market for the United States to grow into uh, with tons of upsides. The only thing I would say for sure about legalizing cannabis is we just have to make sure that big tobacco doesn't have anything to do with it. So any cannabis legalization, there should be some type of clause that says, if you ever produced or profited from the sale of tobacco cigarettes, you cannot enter the cannabis market in any form. Uh, I don't want big tobacco to ruin the cannabis industry the way they did tobacco. Um, cannabis molds um, and can have problems uh, if you try to keep it on the shelf for too long. And so we want to have more of a grow-to-shelf type infrastructure, and we don't need people worried about shelf life and preservatives and all these other things that could potentially ruin the cannabis industry in the same way it did the tobacco industry. So... It's important that moving forward, we do a few things to alleviate our issue at the border. It's twofold, uh, both with uh, the foreign policy and with the um, ending the war on drugs and with the legalization of cannabis. The legalization of cannabis, that's why it's not threefold. I think the legalization of cannabis goes hand-in-hand with the um, ending of the war on drugs. But I do do kind of put it off to the side as kind of a sub-point because ending the war on drugs means decriminalizing the other drugs, but not legalizing them. You don't want to legalize meth, you don't want to legalize heroin, but you want to decriminalize it to where it's not punishable by jail time. Um, cannabis, you do want to legalize because it's not as bad or as uh, awful of a drug as heroin or methamphetamines are. And uh, it has plenty of upsides, uh, both uh, medicinally and just, you know, uh, from a recreational standpoint, it's not necessarily one of the the more harsh drugs. Uh, And it's even not as harsh as alcohol and tobacco in some cases. So, um, you know, that's kind of why uh cannabis is kind of kicked off to the side but it it is still looped in there with ending the war on drugs so twofold um competent foreign policy in the region ending the war on drugs and legalizing cannabis those are definitely the things we need to do to end the migrant crisis uh i think we'll see a huge decrease in the amount of uh, migrants that come here Um, and we'll also see a decrease in the influence of the drug cartels, which is always a good thing. Um, it's important that we um, get ahead of this crisis because it's going to get to the point to where it really starts to destroy economies. It's going to get to the point to where a lot of the Central American countries are going to be damaged beyond repair. Uh, or maybe not beyond repair, but to the point where it will take immense resources to get them back up and running. We don't want to deal with that. Get in, be proactive, and do what needs to be done now so this doesn't blow up in our faces. Uh, I hope that you um, kind of understand where I'm coming from and what I think we need to do at the border. Um, I hope it makes sense, and uh, if not, then i um, always come back with new ideas. That's another thing too that I kind of want to encourage at the tail end of this. Uh, I'm always open to discussion and it has to be good discussion. It can't be troll discussion, but I'm always open to discussion on topics because I'm not going to know everything. I'm not always going to be right. I'm going to be, you know, contradicting myself occasionally and you know, not getting my terminology right, and um, so, you know, good dialogue, good constructive criticism, I'll be more open to it. If it's kind of a troll th- stuff, I'm not, not even going to, you know, uh, acknowledge it, but um, discussion, you know, uh, constructive criticism, always something that I want to talk about, so feel free to hit me up on Facebook Um, You can go to the Jim Polycast Facebook page. Uh, You can, you know, interact in the comments, uh, send uh, messages to the page. I'll answer them when I can and uh, just fire up discussion about these topics. And, uh, you know, I'll do casts and respond to it. So just let me know what you guys think thus far of the podcast. And um, that's it. Thank you very much for listening and have a good one.